The Swagger Podcast and its owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show host or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this league or the podcast, and opinions between guests may conflict. This podcast does not endorse anything as the truth. That you have to judge for yourself. But we try to speak the truth on the owner's behalf and reserve the right to question the supposed truth. We fight everybody in this business. We want everything. In a near motherfucker is sliding. You fuck with me, I know that for sure. Welcome to the Swagger Podcast. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. Now, here's your host, Douglas Fontaine, with his sidekick, Green Bride Curse, Mr. Thane DeLon, and your commissioner, Nick Ross, the boss. Welcome to another episode of the world-famous Swagger Podcast. Good morning, folks. We up here early, bright and early after Thanksgiving dinner, which left me on the sofa for about six hours trying not to go into a food coma. That turkey that turkey coma hit me kind of hard yesterday afternoon, about 2.30. I was out like a light. Like a light. By you, Court. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. We didn't have any turkey, though, so y'all should have brought some leftovers. Oh. We had a non-traditional Thanksgiving on yesterday. Courtney cooked a jam up gumbo, and I think I had six bowls between lunch and supper. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. So I guess we, we obviously we don't have our homeboy, Mr. Douglas Fontaine. He's out again today, so we're going to try to do our best to fill in for him. And on that note, we'll take it away, Nick, with the MVPs. It's time now for your Swagger Week MVP. All right, so for our MVP this week, it's a guy that completely dismantled my team last week, and I needed a win, and this dude had no mercy on me, destroying me en route to his MVP. I think he heard you talking shit to him on the podcast last week. <laughs> yeah. He was like, you know what? <laughs> Special shout out. I'm going to kick your ass. And then, uh, no, that didn't happen. So he's here in person and let us know how he <laughs> felt about that. With his Troy Aikman jersey. Touchdown, Aikman. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of that and send it to y'all. What's up, Troy? That's the only thing I can go back on is in a pass for the Cowboys. So, uh <laughs> Nothing recent for the past 20 years, probably. I don't know about how about them Cowboys, but how about them home skillers, man? They uh, yeah, they busted busted butt last week. So far, so good. You uh, are you one of the you one of the ones that clinched the playoff spot yet? He's a, div- he's Not a yet. division lead. Oh, so you still playing for that division lead spot, huh? Yeah. Let's talk about your team a little bit. 
you have Rodgers as your starting quarterback, which you originally drafted Dak Prescott like a homer. And thankfully for you, you picked up Rodgers in like the 13th round, which is pretty uh, phenomenal. Yep. Steal. Uh, foresight for you. Yeah, definitely a steal. Uh, Kenyon Drake, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Devontae Parker, Darren Waller, TJ Hawkinson, and Pittsburgh Steelers defense. So you flexed a tight end and put it on <laughs> Thane's <Yeah>. ass. <laughs> yep. That's got to <laughs> suck to get beaten by a guy who flexes a tight end, huh? My team just didn't show up, and his team – you had every everybody in your team except for Gallup scored in double digits. Uh, most of them was almost in the, all in the 20s. So it's like I just didn't have a chance, man. Look, <laughs> Ran away with it. I'm fortunate I could play two tight ends. That's right. It's yeah. kind of a weak tight end fantasy class this year. So yeah, For you to have two good ones, that's, that's pretty special, especially looking across the way over there at Thane's team. He's, he started Noah Fant. No. He scored nine points with four catches, and meanwhile you over there rolling with TJ and Darren Waller. So. Yeah. Just to just to put a little extra uh right there in your mouth there thing. I, I mean you could you could add about four or five of my positional players that I started and it wouldn't have outscored the thirty two points that he got out of them two tight ends. You're right. It's <laughs> <laughs> awful. You're right. I'm looking at a team thing. Uh I know this ain't about you, but it's not very good. <laughs> I just need if to I say had it. Eckler and Mixon, it'd be a totally different team, but they just I don't. I don't have the running back. I'm sorry, what? I didn't have your bench pulled up. I'll yeah. give you that. And DeAndre that. Swift was out last again this week. It's it's killing me, man. I got about 20 running backs and about three of my active. All right, enough I, about I mentioned, you. Go yeah, I mentioned that with your running backs in the group text. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, not about me. It's about the winners, not the losers. What's your uh, playoff percent chance that? Uh, I think Troy. it was at 98%. 98% chance that he's going to make the playoffs. Yeah, he's got, what, a two-game chokehold on the division right now. So I don't but I'll, it'll probably be put on hold this week the way Vance did just yesterday. Vance I, I'm not looking good yesterday. this week. Speaking of Vance, uh, you said that Vance was going to finish the year 500. Vance is 4-7. and seven. Yeah. So he he let you down. I mean, he can still win the next two. Still ain't gonna be five hundred. It won't be five hundred. It's Vance. Why would you put your <laughs> Why would you put your hope in Vance? <laughs> <laughs> that was my mistake. <laughs> anyway, well, cool. Congratulations on winning MVP this week, Troy. Thank it sounds you. like your team's getting right, hitting their uh, stride right at the right times going into playoffs. So, um, even if you lose this game, I think you'll be all right going into the playoffs. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, stick around a little bit and feel free to entertain us with some questions and comments as we go along but uh you also brought some weed brownies for us and i appreciate i mean just regular brownies <laughs> not weed just regular just regular brownies so i don't know if you cooked them or did gold digger cook that i cannot make brownies to save my okay, life okay well gold digger we appreciate you making yes, those thank brownies thank you very much and the brownies that y'all have for the lsu game i know y'all gonna watch the game and y'all stomach's gonna be hurting because lsu is gonna suck so y'all gonna that might be when you want to break <laughs> out the weed well, brownie. y'all gonna have some brownies have left over something <laughs> <laughs> After y'all watch the game, nobody's going to be hungry. You ain't going to eat any more of those brownies. So bring them to Uncle Nick's house because we don't care if Florida State sucks. We'll still eat. Yeah, so. I'm not too confident tomorrow night with LSU. <laughs> anyway. All right. Back to you, Uncle Thane. All right. Next up, uh, unfortunately, our MVB wasn't able to make it, but that was Miss Laurie Trotty. Nick, you want to talk about her team a little bit? Sure. Uh, I'm going to talk about her team by doing this. Courtney, how about that Laurie Trotty's team? I'm just going to give myself a little shout-out because I picked that team. So, like, we can be 
the MVB is kind of sort of here. So you kind of like a co-owner, right? Sort of. I don't know how much um, waiver wire work she's done. So maybe she's maybe her team's a lot different than the one I chose. But waiver wire work. I like that. It's got a little ring to it. Yeah. Triple okay. doves. But yeah. I'll take I'll take a little bit of the credit, just a tiny bit. She's up there in um, Mississippi hunting with Uncle Lance, but uh, she said that she was excited about winning MVP. She said, "Thank you, Courtney, for drafting her team." Um, <laughs> she did not. She didn't say that. <laughs> she did not. <laughs> I was just trying to make you feel better. It's okay. She said she pretty much dropped everybody you drafted for and been I'm hitting the waivers. Trying to pull her team up. She had Derek Corr, Kalen Balaj, James Conner, Mike Davis, MVP, I mean, uh, Hall of Fame candidate, according to TJ. Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, Deontay Johnson, Travis Kelsey. Holy shit. She had a good team. Got a squad. So, she's going to be around in the playoffs, I promise you. So, speaking about that, Nick, you want to roll into the swagger news and you can break down all of those playoff possibilities there. Let's roll with it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Here's some other great town names. Latitz. It's Lititz. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen. If you'll remember, last year he was dealing with a bulging dick disc issue rather in his lower back. It's now time for the Swagger News Update. Brought to you by Commissioner Nicholas Lichtenstein. Welcome to Week 11 Swagger News. We can start off in Swagger League. This week's MVP, you just heard from home skillet Troy Uze beat the hell out of, uh, what's your name? Thane. He beat the hell out of Thane DeLon, 211.85 points. TJ Hawkinson and Darren Wilder both scored some points as a flex and whipped that ass. LVP with Dulac Smack, Brandon Vice, 110.10 points. He's too busy getting splinters at Morrison's Lumberyard instead of setting his lineup. Power rankings looks like this. Bringing the wood is number one. Too legit to quit is two. And new face at number three. Slap a whole tribe is rising to the thing. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember last week for the uh, survey results, but he said, I'm bald and I'm coming to win the league this year. So be on the lookout for slap a whole tribe. Last place race. Let's talk about this for a second. It's going to be red. I know you last year you said it's going to be Chipper. Well, I'm going to go out and say it's going to be Red. Unfortunately for Red, everybody that was tied with him in record-wise won last week, and he didn't. So he's a game behind, but that's not what his problem is. His problem is he's a game behind, and he's like 150 points behind. Yeah. So those two teams need to lose out. Red needs to win out and score more than 150 points more than those two teams. He's basically got to have an MVP week. Two times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. In a row. It's probably, not going to happen. Probably not going to happen. So if he does, in fact, clinch last place race, we're going to have him on the podcast like we did with Vance last year. Yes. And then we'll give him to get some, give us some hints on what punishment he's going to choose. I think I already know. You already know? I think I already know. All right. Well, get your sunscreen out there, Red. <laughs> All right. Playoff teams. These are the people that clinch. Colt Stevens. Terry Porsche, Roland Gobert, John Prospery, Trep Lombard, Stan Duval, and Bo Bourgeois are officially clinched playoff spots. That's seven. That means there's nine more up for grabs. I don't know if y'all can hear that, but my dog's going ape shit in the background. <laughs> anyway, out of the playoffs is Red, Chucky, Chris, Sean, Dylan, Jono, Jono. What is it? Who knows? 
Who know? Who know? Dustin, Steven, Corey, Corey, which was our uh, one of our first MVPs. Yeah. He's officially out of the playoffs. And Brandon Vice. So that means for the nine other playoff spots, 21 teams are fighting for those last nine spots. I'm sure it'll get a little clearer this week. Um, host, uh, let's talk about percentages real quick. Uh, our host percentages this week, Jared has a 69.1% chance. So if you remember a couple weeks back, Jared was the lowest playoff percentage out of the host. Now he's the highest. Playoffs started right now. Nick and Jared would be in the playoffs. Thane would be out the playoffs. Thanks to thanks Troy, Troy, and the time thing. Thane has a twenty three percent chance of getting the playoffs, and me, uh, Nick, myself, has a fifty seven point six percent chance. I will say Chipper has a point one percent playoff chance. Yeah, he's playing me this week, and the son of a bitch started Cooper yesterday and put up some points, so he pissed me off. Uh, I sent him a little message that had it started with F and ended in U. <laughs> And he said, man, I can't just roll over and die. I got 1.1% chance. So you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. Um, also, I know some of you guys um, had some questions about coronavirus rules. Um, we're going to save that for the podcast questions, but it, we'll talk about that later on. Moving on to Swaggerette. All right, our MVB, we talked about it earlier, Miss Lori Trotty, straight out of Pierre Park. Pierre Part with 200.35 points. Our LVB was Miss Teresa DeLong with 118.95 points. In our standings, Spunk Funk Monk takes over Bitch in a Box um, at number one. Vic's holding on to number two. And we have the Fresh Princess of Hilaire at number three with only .05 points separating her and Victoria. And I pr- we don't have the power rankings, but all you do need to know is that Turf Titty has clinched the last place at this time. Not clinched. But well, just at this time, she's in last place. Yeah. And then um, our points leader and longtime number one in the league, Wine and Grind, is currently out of the playoffs. Her little sister and rookie of uh, this year, Winter Booze, has captured her spot. So a little battle of the Indians there. <laughs> Let's go to Swaglot. <laughs> the MVP this week in Swaglot? I mean, y'all y'all know this by now, right? Can we just yeah. go to the crowd? Delicious things. The Lichtensteins, the LVPs were? The emails. Sounds like Vance and Ashley need to stay away from Disney World because ever since they've been over there, they've been getting their ass whooped in fancy well, football. All I saw was pictures of, of cocktails and beer, you know. Yeah, so. well, apparently they drank all of those and then set their fantasy lineups. <laughs> so they're now poor from drinking all day at Disney World. And, <laughs> and their they can't even games. count on their fantasy winnings. Well, Vance texted me and said, hey, I'm planning on uh, paying for this Disney trip with all my fantasy winnings this year. So <laughs> Wow. Sounds like I hope you put it on layaway. Yeah, do the American way. Put it on a credit card. Buy now, pay later. (laughs) Standings, same as last week. Lichtenstein's number one. TV's number two. Go Bears number three. Troy, you think y'all gonna be in the Swaglock League next year? You and Gold Digger? Probably so. He hesitated. No chance. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Power rankings this week. Lichtenstein's are still number one. Go Bears are number two. Emails are number three. Last place is the Reds. So Red's last place in Swagger League, and he's going to be last place in Swaglock, too. And let's just say, and Alicia just, we just said Alicia took over number one in her division, and Red, like, rode Alicia's ass, and he was like, you fuck up one time and we're getting a divorce. Like, he just kept putting it on her. And now, Red, you like, you're the weakest link, dude. Mm. It's you. I will say that Alicia's team is pretty terrible in Swaglock. You can't, no. Okay. Red sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, also, Lichtensteins and Tves have officially clinched playoff spots in Swaglock League. Congratulations to us and you guys, uh, Haley and Jeremy. Swagger franchise, pimping ain't too legit. 
John and Nate have won the MVP this week. The LVP was Greenbrier Curse, Thane DeLon. He only scored 149 points this week, Thane. It's a rough week. Yeah. We need a trade. I got some running backs on the bench that I can't start. Definitely need to look at that after this, for sure. Power rankings, easy. Number one, took over from Mike. Mike's number two, John and Nate's number three. Moving on to Swagger Jr. The MVP this week was Chop It Style. And the MVP in the Gold Conference was the Skull Troopers, which was funny because last week TJ was the MVP overall and Paxson was the MVP in the Black Conference. So this week they switched. So those two kids have been running the league. We're going to do a Swagger Jr. podcast as soon as this one finishes and let them uh, live it up while they can. Quidditch is greater than football. Reese Benoit is the only team to clinch playoff spots so far in that league. And moving on to Swagger Guillotine. This week, Chipper lost, fuck him. <laughs> Short and sweet. <laughs> The bad mother trucker. The bad mother trucker chipper. Oh, bad mother Tucker. I'm sorry for the Justin Tucker uh, reference, I guess. Uh, Troy, you still in? No, you out. You in? I'm out. You out? About three weeks ago. Okay. Well, that makes uh 12 of us. <laughs> so I think there's four or five teams left. Um, I thought it was funny. Let's talk back about the first week that somebody got eliminated, which was easy. Still counting on those drinks. Easy. You got to serve us drinks at the draft next year. Um, easy had Russell Wilson and Derrick Henry. Thane picked up those two players for like $780 or something like that. 70% of my budget, I'm sure. Um, this week, D-Hop was picked up for $3. And Kelsey was picked up for $14. And Murray was picked up for $6. Wow. Total. One thing I th- thought weird was Vance picked up St- Stefan Diggs for $14, and he could have got D-Hop for $4. Is Wait. Vance, I'm not sure why you're Again, confused. I, I, I don't know <laughs> if Vance is drinking a little too much while he's at Disney World, but something's getting to his head. Anyway, Chip is out this week. Five teams remain. It's between Vance, Chris, Mike, Roland, and Stephen Bernard. I am rooting for Stephen. I'm definitely not rooting for Roland. So anybody but Roland. Come on, Stephen. Bring home the bacon, No, bring baby. it home so we can stop saying you haven't won anything. And that was your Swagger News for week 11. I keep dropping the ball. Oh. I keep dropping the ball. Brian Mill might have fallen under the 10-yard line. Snap. Placement. Kicked by Hartley. And it is. And now, it's time for Saints in 60 Seconds. Your New Orleans Saints took care of business against their arch-divisional rival, the Atlanta Falcons. Taysom Hill filled in admirably for Drew Brees, but the story of the day was the Saints' defense, sacking Matt Ryan eight times and holding the Falcons' offense in check all game long. 
Thanks to the Indianapolis Colts knocking off the Green Bay Packers last week, the Saints now hold the number one seed in the NFC. Next up, the Saints will travel to the Mile High City to take on Drew Locke and the Denver Broncos. The Saints will look to make it eight wins in a row and continue to hold on to their divisional and conference lead. Who that? Who that? Man, I tell you what, uh, as you guys know, TJ and I were privileged enough to attend that game in person, which was a really cool experience. Um, it was almost like it was almost like being at like a private show. Like, like it just you could you could it reminded me a little bit uh, of say like the Mike Ditka years where you, you know. You, you couldn't touch anybody next to you because there was nobody next to you. <laughs> well, I was gonna it must have been real nice to just be able to walk freely to get concessions or use the restroom without being shoulder-to-shoulder with a million people. Yeah, that, that was pretty cool. Like in the club lounge, they did kind of limit it, the amount of people in there. So at halftime, they had put a little sign up, and they were stopping people from going in or whatever. But, yeah, for the most part, there was really no lines or anything. It was, it was a, a weird experience, but a good one. Do they pipe? The fake noise in the dome, or was it just They did, you? yeah. You could still <laughs> hear, that? like, some piped-in noise. I, that part of it was kind of weak, I thought. And, like, I guess overall, I don't know how much noise 6,000 fans can really make, you know, compared to what we're used to hearing. But I thought that part was a little weak. And then the they didn't do the who that chant, which, for whatever reason, I don't know. That sucks. They didn't want to spread the COVID by doing the who that chant, I guess. But I was nervous. Um, I didn't want to go so i killed my tickets at the beginning of the season but now i wanted i was like man that's cool he gets to experience uh during covid season and it's, and it's a experience right something you'll be able to remember for the rest of your life and i was like i wonder what it felt like to sit there with only that few people in in the dome and i was like wait i remember when yeah. mike dicker <laughs> gave away three first round picks for ricky williams and we were like two and 14 yeah. when, when we didn't have to wait in line at allegro yeah. before the game yeah. and you can just walk right up that's right i imagine that's exactly what it <laughs> yeah, felt like similar. <laughs> a little bit less people than that but pretty close we uh we it must have been nice being able to walk through the um i don't know what it's called concourse, on the concourse without being shoulder to shoulder people to people yeah because that's my most irritating thing about the dome it is miserable us traveling around and going to other away games you just realize how it's just there's got to be a better way so one of the things the, the ramps are now closed those ramps that go up to the higher levels so there's like a, a some stairs and stuff going up through there so that kind of changed a little bit but that's part of the i guess the next phase of the Superdome renovation plan to where they extend that concourse on the bottom. That way it gives more room for people to get in and out. So they're working on some stuff, I guess. So we don't have – Troy, you're not a Saints fan. Uh, I, I, I don't hate the Saints. Well, I say the same thing about LSU. But I'm not a fan, LSU, but I don't hate them either. I say the same thing about LSU. But, I mean, if the LSU's playing and uh, Chicago Cubs are playing, I don't even like baseball. But I'm probably going to watch the Cubs play. That being said, did you watch the game last week for the Saints? Or yeah. does Dallas play at the same time? I watched it. I watched it. So you try to watch Dallas play every week and the Saints play? The Saints are on the big, my big TV because I got two TVs in my living room. And why is that? Is it a split household? Home team. Of Gold course, digger. Kirsten's from Iowa. So oh. is she – which she, kind of fan is she? She's Saints. She re- Her dad's a big Bears fan, obviously. But she, I, You say she, obviously like – I'm supposed to know that Iowa people have 
are Bears fans? Pretty much. Really? This is the next state over from Illinois. It's kind of like Mississippi. It's a four-hour drive. Yeah, but Texas is right next door, and I don't like none of those teams. Yeah, but Iowa, has no, teams Iowa has no pro <laughs> sports teams, obviously. So. Yeah, but they got them Hawkeyes. Yeah. See, the Hawkeyes are Cyclones. Okay. And which one is she? Hawkeyes. Do you pull for the Cyclones? I mean, the, the Cyclones. The Hawkeyes with her? Yeah. Okay, so I guess my real question is, she's the authority in the big TV if the Saints are on the big TV. Not to say authority. I just have it on. She's happy, authority. Happy wife. Happy life. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you need to take notes. <laughs> Courtney, I always do what you want me to do. What about that Saints defense, though, man? Somebody had said last podcast, somebody said that they were going to step up. You did. Called that. Nailed yeah. it. You did. Look, you picked me and you picked the Saints. Winners. You're picking winners all over the place, not, right? It's not. That's not the same level. <laughs> but going back to that, though, Courtney, yeah, you did nail it. And then I kind of added in that we have seen what they're capable of in that Tampa Bay game. And it's like I didn't want to see a regression. I wanted to see them continue to build on that. And it's pretty much exactly what they're doing. So that's pretty promising to me. The Saints – now, believe it or not, have a top five defense in the NFL. I can believe it. Which I wish, is, just which think, is crazy. Look, full disclosure, last podcast, I picked the Saints to win. I always picked the Saints to win. And I felt confident. Well, Sunday, I was coming home from Mississippi, and I'm listening to the pregame show, and I'm thinking about all the games that the Falcons played, and I just got real nervous. In fact, in one of my group messages that I'm in, one of the 500, I said – Guys, the Saints are about to get doors blown off of them. Is that because they said, was it Lattimore that was out? Who was out? Uh, it was mostly because of Lattimore. I didn't really believe in Taysom, but like I said in the podcast, I believe in Sean Payton. So I knew Sean Payton was going to try to do everything he could to try to make it where Taysom was, was comfortable and uh, worked on his um, strengths. But I really thought this defense was going to get torched against Matt Ryan and his yeah. offense, especially with Ridley playing and Julio coming back. And you said no one was going to be able to cover Ridley. Yeah, because I thought for sure Lattimore was going to uh, play across from Julio, and then Ridley would be running down the field. If you remember the first game Ridley played against us, he scored three oh, touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Three touchdowns. So you take away Lattimore, and all of a sudden you got Janoris on Julio, and you got what, P-Rob? Florida yeah. State guy, but he ain't – I mean, he's not a top 50 cornerback in this league. Janoris played huge in that game. Yeah, man. he did. But I tell you what – the times that Julio was in the, we're fortunate Julio was gimp in that game because the times that he was in the game, even on one leg, he was still burning us. Wide open. Yeah. So I was not confident. I was wrong. I will say that. I was wrong to think that. Uh, and the people in the group message let me know about myself. They're like, all right, we're going to see you at 3 o'clock if you right or wrong. And I was dead wrong, which I'm happy I was wrong, but I really was not confident. So – the pass rush was just outstanding. Trey Hendrickson t- now tied, I think, tied for the NFL lead in sacks. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And we were bitching about he getting uh, Clowney. Remember when Clowney yeah. picked Seattle over we us? Crying. Appreciate it, Clowney. Yeah, I don't get because I think he's on IR. He is. Probably done. He's hurt. Uh, Tennessee, right? Not Seattle. Seattle. Uh, yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee. I'm sorry. He came from Seattle. Yeah. Adding to that defense, y'all was talking about the Saints defense. Last two weeks, shut down Brady and Ryan. Yeah. I know. That's. That's some pretty good quarterbacks. I mean, they know it's not Dak like it's Prescott, Drew Locke and, and Andy Dalton, you know. You're right. Yeah. Andy Dalton, you saw he threw Andy Dalton out, huh? <laughs> <laughs> He's taking a shot at his own team right now. The Saints, though, they they are playing a soft schedule right now, to be honest with you. Thank God. We had the 49ers and then the Falcons. Now we got Denver. Maybe. And 
Uh, a win is a win, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they all they all count the same. Look, it, NFL, it, everybody's good, right? I mean, the difference between the best team in the league and the last place t- league, maybe this year is a little bit different. But normally, that middle core of teams is all about how the bo- ball bounces, and I truly believe that. Atlanta's not a terrible team. They didn't play very well last week, but they they're not a terrible team. Top offenses in the NFL. Yeah, they're not terrible, but hey, I'll take it. Saints keep playing like they're playing. They're going to be a tough out for anybody. What about Denver this week? Man, when we started the podcast, I got an alert saying that uh, three players tested positive. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, it seems like coronavirus is kicking the NFL's ass right now. We, I'm pretty confident that Baltimore and Steelers are not going to play. Uh, we'll talk about how that affects the the fantasy seat league uh, and the questions. But if Denver got three players that tested positive, what's the chances it's only those three players? Yeah. So, man, I don't know. I, if we play, let's let's say we will play, and everything's status quo, and the three players that tested positive, there's nothing to it. It should be an easy game for the Saints to win. I mean, I'm I, I'm gonna say. If the Saints can't defense can't stop that offense of the of the Broncos, then um, it's either we had an off week or that uh, that mile high altitude is getting to them. So, how about you? What do you think? I didn't see what the weather was going to be, but uh, I think regardless, it sh- like you said, it should be an easy win. I think Saints thirty one, Broncos thirteen. That's the exact same score I had in my head. Really, thirty one thirteen. I'm going to go with it, too. Yeah, let's go, baby. 31-13. How about you, Courtney? I say easy win, 24-10. Saints. 24-10. I like it. You want to pick the Saints game or you want to pick the, the Cowboys game for this week? Well, they done yesterday. Yeah, I know. I, that I, was I, the I think the Cowboys are going to get the ass kicked, <laughs> uh, something like 44-13 to 13 or something. Gibson is going to go off on the three touchdowns, on the, uh, Dallas defense. You think three? Okay. Over 100 and that's at least three touchdowns. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I think the – Last time somebody scored three touchdowns on the Cowboys on Turkey Day was like what Randy Moss or something. I don't know. Man, that's a long. <laughs> I time remember ago. that game. I don't three think they catches. gotta give up three touchdowns on Turkey Day, right? <laughs> to a single player. <laughs> three catches. It was three long ones too. Three catches, three touchdowns, 163 yards. <laughs> Take so the top off. I think Cole Pepper was that quarterback. I think so. Or Cunningham, one of the two. Wasn't that a couple of weeks later? Is whenever he did that dance against the Saints. To the and, Saints, yeah, yeah and yeah. kicked us out of the playoffs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, what do you think about the Saints game, Troy? Uh, prediction. I I think they're gonna win. Uh, no no worries about a trap game. Uh, the only thing not to say I'm worried about because I'm not a huge Saints fan like y'all guys or anything, but Taysom Hill first road start. Yeah. Again, no fans. Kind of. I don't know how many fans Colorado allows, but um, probably zero. Pretty liberal what, state. When when they do have fans, I've been in that stadium. That is a tough place to yeah. play. Those fans are rabid, man. Mm-hmm. So I think we're getting a break there for sure. I'm I'm looking at about, I would say 31-20 Saints. Okay, close to us. Yeah, touchdown like difference. It. So. I like it. All right, next up we got our looks like. Yeah. Yeah. The fuck I look like. Snow, whatever you want to call me, nigga. Uh, the 
All right, welcome to your post-Thanksgiving Black Friday edition of The Licks Life. In keeping with the Thanksgiving theme, we had a couple submissions by one of our Swagger 40 members, Mr. Chipper. Chipper says, Stephen Bernard looks like Thanksgiving. <laughs> he also says, he looks like one of those big uh, horns. <laughs> cornucopia? Yeah. Stephen yeah. Bernard looks like a cornucopia. <laughs> he also says that JB looks like the Indian that got his land taken away by the pilgrims. <laughs> JV, JV looks like his Indian name is Sitting Bull. <laughs> Sitting Bull, big lips. <laughs> Sitting Bull, crouching tiger. Christy Bourgeois looks like she brought the corn to the first Thanksgiving for JB. <laughs> That's great. What you got, Nick? All right, since Troy's here, I'm going to say Troy Yuse looks like the guy at Lowe's who cuts the chain in the chain section and gives you a little extra, you know what I mean? That line you up for. <laughs> Troy Yuse looks like he still breaks out the camcorder on Christmas morning. <laughs> Troy Yuse looks like the guy that brags about how good of a deal he got on his rainbow vacuum. <laughs> you got one, Troy? I don't have one. You don't have one? All right, we'll keep making fun of you. <laughs> how about Lori? Y'all got one for Lori? Lori Trotty looks like the mom who starts the wave at her child's ball game. <laughs> yes, she does. Lori Trotty looks like she does all her Black Friday shopping on Etsy. Lori Trotty looks like she makes some mean homemade bread. <laughs> I wish she'd share. <laughs> all right, how about some other ones? Uh, Courtney, your sister said, Courtney's nostrils look like both of my industrial-sized nipples. <laughs> Crystal looks like a high school softball coach. <laughs> and player. <laughs> Uh, Spunk Funk Monk looks like she plays croquet. <laughs> it's cricket. <laughs> How about you? You got another one? John Prosper looks like he does not know what a quesadilla is. Uh, JB looks like he can make a mean homemade <laughs> quesadilla. <laughs> Dust- I, like, I like quesadillas. Dustin Constant looks like he peels shrimp good. <laughs> <laughs> he, he also... Actually, Actually, Dustin Constant sounds like he could peel shrimp good. He looks like he would dry shrimp good, too, out on that dock. <laughs> oh, yeah, he could beat them in that sack real good. I wonder if he could crack crabs. Oh, you got, he can crack them. Oh, he can crack them for sure. He'll enter a crack, uh, crab cracking competition. Oh, yeah. Jad LaSalle looks like the guy at Office Depot who checks on stock items with his headset piece. <laughs> his earpiece. <laughs> Jared LaSalle looks like the single father who's down on his luck and submits an entry into the Bachelorette competition. Will you accept this, Rose? John Prosper looks like he hates jumping boomerang pictures. Oh, that head cocked to the side? Oh, yeah. Uh, Renita Dupre looks like she gets a lot of stuff embroidered. From Celeste Jaro. Yeah, from Fresh Princess. Uh, Nick Lichtenstein looks like a chocolate chip cookie. All these moles. Looks like his nickname would be Holy Moly. Guacamole. Guacamole, all that. Uh, Courtney Lichtenstein looks like Cabernet Sauvignon. I I think it's because she's turning into Cabernet after all the Cabernet she drank yesterday. It might smell like that, too. (laughs) Courtney Lichtenstein smells like Cabernet Sauvignon when she drops the kids off at St. Joseph. (laughs) As do all the other moms. Uh, Brandon Weiss looks like he drives a s'more car. (laughs) 
Me, me. How about anybody else got a couple more? Casey Jarrell looks like he drives a serial killer van. <laughs> With an air conditioning unit in the back window. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that motor runs real good on it. Oh, yeah, you got that thing tuned to Oil level is just right. Uh, Chuck Lichtenstein looks like he drives a, a van with a uh, airbrush picture on the side of it. <laughs> An airbrush like picture of what? <laughs> like, what's that movie <laughs> we just watched for that cartoon? When they had the, the one right when quarantine, whenever they the dad comes oh, back. Oh, yeah, the dad, half his body came back. Yeah. I don't remember what it was called. He has like a wizard airbrush <laughs> on the side of his van. That's exactly what Chucky looks like. Oh, shit. But cool. All right, that was how it looks like. Next up, we got listener questions. You've got mail. Dude, this thing claims I have mail. It's amazing what we can do with computers these days. Dude, now I'm reading it. Listen, bro. I understand what you're saying. But I'm going to help them understand what you're saying. Basically, asking all them questions. Asking all them questions, why you asking all them questions, making statements, uh, asking all them questions, asking all them questions, why all right, how about them questions, them Uncle Nick? I think Troy, our MVP, has one to start us off. First, I'm going to send a shout out to Chipper. Okay, come no. off, no more questions for <laughs> <laughs> you. Well, it's been a rough year for Chipper, but uh, just hang in there, bro, you, you'll be all right. How many plates of food do you think Chipper ate yesterday? Over and under three and a half. For, you, that's for light. Yeah. That's light. Oh, oh, just for a single uh-huh. sitting? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant all day. I was that's like, I'll take the over. No, just in one sitting. Easy money, baby. That's a good Easy. line. One sitting. Line. I, yeah. Three yeah. and a half. Uh, I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with uh, over. I bet like two rolls put them over to half. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Troy? All right. My question is, how did Fuck You Chipper originate? All right. So I, I, I think I know the answer to that story. So. When our league first got bigger, so there's always 10 to 12 people. And then, let's see, last year, Thane won, year before John won, the year before that, Chipper won. So three years ago, we went to a 20-man league. And, uh, of course, Chipper won it, right? And Steven was like, that's about right. The first year we have a big league, Chipper wins it. So Steven changed his name to F.U. Chipper. And it's kind of just stuck. He's never changed it. Um, since then, and Stevens had like 10 different names, but this is the longest he's ever had the same name. And it's F.U. Chipper. So that derived into that great song that you hear at some of the end of the podcast. And so I like that one. It's very catchy. I do like it. It's got a ring to it. So you, do you think Steven still has some built up animosity or you think the beef is actually squash? He's just playing along with it still or what? I, to be a hundred percent honest with you, I think it's a little bit of a man crush. I, I do. Ooh. Oh. Those, oh. Are, those are fighting words. In the words of Jerry said, Oh. Ooh. Matt's man crush of the oh. millennium. Um, I will say, though, that Chipper won the league, and I needed a uh, I needed a partner in Vance's league. Or, no, it was in Bubba's league. So I invited Chipper to be my teammate because I didn't have time to manage all leagues, and he sucked ever since. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, I played Chipper this week, so I continue to hope you suck. Or I hope you continue to suck. <laughs> Something like that. All right, Courtney, you got a question? Yeah, it's a little bit more serious of a question, probably for you and Thane. If you could choose anyone to replace Brees, because obviously he's on his way out, realistically, realistically, Patrick Mahomes. who would you choose and why? Patrick Mahomes. That's not realistically. I don't know. No, What's not that, when he is just that signed our like a 20-year contract. Yeah. You know we were one thing away from picking him. Yeah. 
We're one pick away from picking Patrick. Just realistically, upcoming maybe people coming out of college or just somebody in somebody that we realistically can put our hands on. Are we sticking with Taysom? Would you want to stick with Taysom, or who would you want to see take that role? Winston, you, you feeling Winston? No. I've been saying it for a little while. I have a man crush on Matt Stafford. I think that dude is just in a bad spot. And a couple years ago when his contract was coming up, I was like, man, if we could find a way to get him. Because he slings the ball in Sean Payne's offense. I think he would be awesome. He's getting a little long in the tooth. He's a little older. but uh, I know the answer to this. It just came to me sitting here. What? We're going to get Dak Prescott. That is a possibility. We're gonna, cause y'all didn't pay him, Troy. And guess what? All of a sudden, we're gonna free up forty million dollars a year on Breeze or yeah. whatever the number is. Jerry paid him for one year, obviously. Yeah, well, he gone. But do we have that kind of money? I mean, Mickey Loomis is a wizard, yeah, baby. He's like the U.S. government; he just prints money. <laughs> okay, and does that e- does that ankle come back? Yeah, I think. Oh, so. he'll yeah. he'll come back from that. Yeah, it was a serious injury, but it's like next season. To come he's back to. Back ready. I, I'd love to see Dak. He's gonna be hundred percent next yeah. year. Yeah. The the other kid, which I don't think I think they'll lock him up long term, but would be Josh Allen for me. Oh, he ain't going nowhere. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. And we ain't gonna get Trevor. No. And we're not gonna get the kid from Ohio State. It's either gonna be Jameis or uh, Taysom. Realistically, it's gonna be your quarterback. If Breeze, think thinks Breeze is coming back. I think there's coming a good back chance. as far as like next season yes. coming back. Yeah. Yeah, I do think Breeze. I think Breeze will come back next year. You he's, think he's it's because another, he got injured and he not, doesn't want to go out like that, or you just think he has another year? year? Contract. I he, think he's going to come back. So, so you think if he comes back this year for the playoffs, and Saints win a Super Bowl, you think Breeze will hang it up, go out on top? I think he'll run it back one more time. I do too. As long as Brady's still playing, I think Breeze is going to try to play. Yeah, I think Breeze. That, if that you know anything about Breeze, it's he wants the records. And as long as Brady keeps playing and he sits out and Brady takes the lead, I'm sure you saw last week on Monday Night Football, he's like, oh, Brady just took the lead over Breeze. I can guarantee you Breeze was sitting on his couch with Brittany and he got pissed off and he took his sore ribs and he took a couple opiates and went to sleep because he didn't want to see that shit no more. Brady's coming back again for another year. That was my next question. Do yeah. you think At Brady's coming back? At least another year for Brady. Oh, yeah. Brady's still got an arm. Yeah. Yeah, but him. he's terrible. Mm. Jameis Winston was watching that game last week. Like, man, like, man, I could have done that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Shit. <laughs> I could have done that, and y'all didn't even have all the pieces you have now. Brady has a better team than what Winston had. Yeah. And he's performing. I mean, he doesn't have the interceptions that Winston had. Anyway. Brady never had receivers like he has in his whole career. That's right. He has this year, too. So, the answer to my question is Taysom or Winston. That's what we got. If I had a – if I they would have betting favorites right now. One yeah. of those two. Yeah. By a lot. How long has Taysom locked up for? Uh, three more years? Yeah, they got him we for gave him for four, I think, last year. And they gave him some significant amount of money. So, uh, question number three, can we get a scale? This is from Dylan Claymore. <laughs> he said, hey, T, I got a suggestion. I said, okay, what's happening? He said, T, can we get a scale and a measuring stick at the 2021 draft? And it's not really a suggestion. I'm going to buy the scale and the measuring stick. Well, first of all, uh, Dylan, I know you like got bigger muscles than me, but your brain is smaller. You don't use God. a scale. <laughs> To measure height, <laughs> you use a ruler <laughs> to measure height. But uh, maybe the scale aspect was just like you know he knows there's a bunch of fat asses. In well, the finish. Yeah. What did he say? Yeah, but we're not hating on him for being fat. We're hating on him for being short. Yeah. So he wants us to measure the heights because he thinks he's taller than a lot of people that keep picking on him. Yeah. Maybe he wants to stand on the scale to get like another like <laughs> half an inch. With the orthopedic <laughs> shoes. Correct. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dylan, I got love for you, brother. I, I'll go on record right now and say Dylan Claymont is taller than... All of the swaggerettes. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not all of swaggerettes. But I guarantee he's taller than six or seven guys in swagger. He, Dylan's not that short. He's just shorter than me, so that's why I always make fun of him. But um, anyway, question number four. <laughs> I love you, Dylan. Don't beat me up, please. Question number four. With Baltimore game potentially canceled, how will that affect Swagger Week? All right, so um, Swagger COVID rules put in place at the beginning of the season says if more than two games are canceled, four teams, then the week doesn't count. So right now we're pretty confident that Baltimore and Pittsburgh will be canceled. If that happens, everything goes on as normal. Sorry for your luck for those of you that have Jackson, uh, Andrews, and any receiver from Pittsburgh, so on and so forth. If that game is canceled, and also, let's say the Saints game, with these tests from Denver being positive, say they cancel the Saints game, no games count. So the whole week is erased, okay? Um, and it's like the week never happened. So And then Vance would have a shot at being 500 if he had a better record because we'd only play 12 games. Um, now, the the other rules that kick into effect, if you remember back, is if the season ended right now, say the NFL came out and said, guys, we got COVID tests all over the league. It's running rampant. We can't put a hold on it. We're canceling the NFL season right now. Everybody in the league gets their money back. So those teams that are number one right now, I'm sorry, but you get your money back minus all the league fees and stuff that we used to pay out throughout the year. Um, Say this was two weeks from now, week one of our playoffs. The rules say the league ends right now, and the winners are awarded based on seedings. So the guy that's number one right now, which I think is Stan, could be wrong. No, it's, it's uh, Terry. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's Terry, it's Terry Porsche. Porsche. Yeah. So Terry Porsche would be the winner of our league right now. If if this was two weeks from now and the NFL says we're killing the league. Now, again, more than two teams go, then it kills the league. Now, if we get in the playoffs and more than two teams are canceled, two games are canceled, then those rules would be in effect also. So I hope that it clears it up. Um, same thing goes on for Swaggerette. Same thing goes on for Swaglock, Swagger Franchise, Swagger Junior, and Swagger Guillotine. How many more weeks until playoffs? I don't know how Guillotine playoffs? would work, though. Guillotine know. would just go away because of the free league. What? How m- we're two weeks away from playoffs? Yes. Wouldn't that be Steven's luck, though? Guillotine would just go away and he wouldn't have a <laughs> shot to win. <laughs> Steven would be one of three teams remaining and then it kills the league. So two weeks from now, there will only be three teams. And he's one of those three. And Swagger Guillotine just goes away because we, there's no way for us to award it. So that would be hilarious. Anyway. Well, poor Steve. So that's our questions for this week. Troy, I want to say thank you for coming through and thank you for the delicious brownies that uh, Gold Digger made for us. Yeah, brownies were good. It was good to be here, though. It was, it, was, it was fun. I'm glad you had a good time, and hopefully we'll see you in again. Uh, not for Thane's sake, but... No, no. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, uh, thank you, Thane and Courtney, for coming through on a holiday weekend. Sorry we missed you there, Douglas, but uh, hope you all enjoyed this week's podcast. So that puts a bow on it, and in honor of our missing link, Mr. Douglas Fontaine, in his honor... I will leave you with this. Ooh. 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 Who that? Peace. Chipper. Chipper. Chipper.
Chipper. Chipper. Chipper. 